Hey y'all, and welcome in to the Chop Talk podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're ready for the weekend. It is episode number two. So if you missed last week's episode, no worries. Make sure to go on to Spotify and Apple and be sure to catch up on the first episode. It was just an introduction and I'm ready to actually get into talking Atlanta Braves baseball. And we are just around the corner from spring training. Uh, It is February 10th, and I believe pitchers and catchers report on the 16th. Um, I think some teams, I could be wrong. Uh, Please correct me if I am. But I think there are some teams that are reporting on Monday which would be the 13th. So it's exciting. Baseball is right upon us. And I am so excited to have six, seven months of baseball every single day. It's going to be great. And I hope you guys are ready too. Let's get right into it. Episode two. So I mentioned on last week's episode that... Episode two was going to be kind of a a preview um, as f- as far as the the new the new guys. Um, Braves have had some signings in the off season, and we'll get into those. And I just want to give my opinions on what these what these new players can bring to the twenty twenty three Atlanta Braves ball club. Um, I'm basically, I'm going to go over five different players. Um, I went through as far as yesterday, which would have been the ninth. I went through the signings and I, I picked out five of the guys that I think are going to make the team out of spring training. And I'm going to just kind of talk about each individual player, just what I think um, these players can bring to the team. And be sure to be sure to chime in. Be sure to you know hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'm in the process of putting an email together so that you guys can email me directly regarding the podcast. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. And so you stay up to date whenever I, you know, make some changes to the podcast. So without further ado, let's hop into it. And the first guy I'm going to talk about is somebody that I'm looking forward to seeing every single day. Of course, he is going to be splitting some of the games and... I, I think you guys can you can kind of figure out who I'm going to talk about. Uh, first up, it's going to be Sean Murphy. Uh, the Braves picked him up from the Oakland Athletics. It was a trade with a it was a three a three team trade that happened. Um, the Atlanta Braves sent William Contreras to the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I will definitely miss. Uh, 
Wild Bill, as we call him. And yeah, you know, I think uh, Contreras was a big part of the Braves last season. And he's going to do really good for Milwaukee. I, I, I look forward to seeing what he can do for the Brew Crew. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about the newest guy, Sean Murphy. Um, I think he's going to be a really good fit for the team. He, um, he, he only had 18 homers last year. He batted 250 with Oakland. He, um, yeah, um, I think, I think that was probably his best season. Let me just look at the stats right now. So he had 37 doubles, which is fantastic. I think he's going to be a right-handed version of Matt Olson um, as far as the extra base hits go. I don't think he's going to put up as many homers as Olsen, but the fact that they were teammates, um, you know, that's going to be good chemistry right there. And I think, you know, I think, um, you know, Murphy, I think he can definitely put up, I think, 20 to 25 homers next year, or I should say this year. Um, somewhere between maybe 70 and 80 RBIs. I would love to see that. I think there's a prediction on baseball reference. Let me see if I can find it. I'll have to find it, kind of get back to you guys on that. But um, I think there was a projection that he was only going to have like maybe 18 homers next year. And I think he's going to do a little bit better than that. Um, he's definitely got some power. I love the fact that he can he can get a lot of extra base hits. Um, that is something that's something the Braves really need to have, you know, going into 2023, you know, especially with men on base. You know, the Braves need to come through with runners in scoring position. And I think Murphy is going to to help in that area. Um, cause we, you know, that was, uh, that was definitely one of the struggles for Atlanta, especially in the playoffs. Um, they had so many chances against Philadelphia where they, they didn't come through when they needed to. And, you know, it, it hurt them. And I think the Braves made a very good move in signing Murphy they also extended him. I believe it was a six-year deal. So, you know, the Braves are they're thinking long-term with a lot of their guys right now, you know, with Riley and Acuna and Albies and Olsen. And to be able to add Sean Murphy into the mix, it is a, a huge confidence that Alex Anthopoulos and the Braves organization have in a guy like Murphy. So we'll see what he can bring to the table in 2023. We're going to see him very shortly. So we don't have to wait very long to find out what he's going to do for the ball club. So that is the first guy that I was going to talk about. The next guy is out of the bullpen. And that is going to be the left-handed pitcher that we picked up from the New York Yankees, Lucas Lutke. And I hope I said his name right. I probably butchered it. But anyway, Lucas Lutke. 
uh, left-handed pitcher from the Yankees. I think this was a very good pickup for the Braves, and I think he's going to make. I think he's going to make it out of out of spring training. He's going to make it onto the ball club, and I think he can be a good middle reliever. Um, he could also be a a very good setup man towards the end of the game. Maybe he could be a um, maybe he could be a closer once in a while. I think the Braves are going to be going with Rysel Iglesias as their closer now that they don't have Kenley Jansen. And I, I really think Iglesias is going to be a good closer for the Braves. Um, you know, Jansen, he didn't do all that bad, but the beginning of the year when the Braves were struggling and I got to see him in person when he came to Arizona and yeah, he struggled. And of course the, the Braves, they were just struggling all around. Um, and that, that was right before they went on their 14 game winning streak. I believe, I believe it was 14 games. Um, and yeah, you know, he, he struggled towards the beginning of the season. Uh, Jansen did, you know, they, they picked up Iglesias, you know, around the trade deadline. He was a very good pickup for the Braves. I think he had an ERA under one, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, you know, I think, um, Going back to Lucas, um, Lutke, I think he's going to he's going to add to that bullpen, and it's going to be a left-handed arm, you know, for the back end of the bullpen. Again, I think he's going to be a good setup man. Um, he also could be a good middle relief pitcher. Of course, we got you know we got Tyler Matzik in there, which of course he had an incredible postseason in 2021 so to be able to add another lefty in the bullpen is going to help the Braves out um, of course we're, we're going to go into the Braves you know in further episodes as we get closer to the season I'm not going to really go into you know the whole roster right now I'm not going to go into you know what I expect from you know, individual players, you know, that, that will be another episode, um, again, as we get closer to regular season. So, uh, just real quickly back to Lutke, um, just kind of want to go over his stats from last year. Um, he had a four and four record. Uh, he did post a two sixty seven ERA. He pitched in 50 games, 57 and a third innings pitched. And he struck out 60 batters with, what was that, 17 walks? So he had 60 strikeouts and 17 walks. That's really good. Um, You know, we don't, you definitely don't want to have the strikeouts and walks close together. He had a really good, really good ratio as far as the walks to strikeouts and you know, he he averaged just over one strikeout per inning, which is which is good. You know, he's able to come in and get the strikeouts. It sounds like he pitched to, he pitches to contact, and 
I, I, I look forward to seeing him on the mound in a Braves uniform. Um, again, I, I believe he's going to make it out of spring training onto the major league roster. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how right I am. So we will head back to pick up the third player that we're going to talk about. Adani Echeverria. He is coming back to the Braves. He last played for, um, sorry, he was last in the majors back in 2020, um, which he was with the Braves. He was also with the Braves in 2019. Um, he played a total of 51 games with the with the Atlanta Braves in his two years. Um, he didn't put up, you know, a huge amount of numbers. He had a pretty good batting average. He had a 292 average and struck out 27 times. He walked 10 times. He had eight doubles, one triple. He had four long balls, and he drove in 17 runs in his two years. Of course, 2020 was the shortened season, which he played 27 games during that season. So he played almost half the games uh, during the COVID season. And he's a good contact hitter. I, I think he's going to make it onto the roster. He's going. I think he would be a good, a good bench player to bring on. You know, late in the game, he does have. I think he does. In my opinion, I think he does have pretty good defense. <clears throat> Excuse me. He can play. He can play. You know, second base. I think he can play shortstop as well. Um, if I'm incorrect on that, please let me know. But I think he can play shortstop as well. Probably third base, which we know he's not going to get a lot of playing time at third. Um, you know, we got Austin Riley over there. You know, he's he's going to be the everyday third baseman. And uh, so I think I think Echebria will be more of a bench player. He'll come in as a defensive substitution late in the ballgame. You know, possibly bring him in as a pinch hitter. You know, Braves might use him in the in the DH role. Um, of course, that's a that's a I, I, I you can't really call it a position. You know that that's a part of the lineup that the Braves. I think they kind of struggled with in twenty two. You know they were leaning more towards Ozuna being the designated hitter, but um, Ozuna had a rough, you know, he had a rough year last year in 22. Uh, of course, he got injured in 21. I'm not going to go into any of the off-field stuff. That's not something I'm going to discuss. But as far as Ozuna on the field, um, he, you know, he did real good for the Braves in 2020. And then he got injured I think at the end of May in 21. And then after he came back from his injury, uh, he just, you know, he wasn't a good player. Of course, he wasn't a good defensive player. Um, the outfield, of course, you know, left field, that is a, a concern for the Braves going into 23. And 
we'll get in, we'll get into that here in a second. But going back to Echeverria, um, I think he could be a good a designated hitter for the Braves. Um, you know, he could again he could be a good pinch hitter. And of course the defensive substitution. So that is the third man that I am picking to make it out of spring training onto the opening day roster. And I would love to have Echeverria in the lineup. You know, not because he has amazing bat flips. Let's be honest. That's the only only reason we want to see him bat. You know, we want to see him get a single, get a double, and then just hit us with one of those bat flips that he is well known for. So, anyway, let's go on to the fourth guy. Joe Jimenez. Right-handed pitcher. Um, He comes out of the bullpen. We picked him up from the Detroit Tigers. And I think Jimenez can be a good addition to that middle of the bullpen. Excuse me. To the middle of the bullpen for the Atlanta Braves. Um, He pitched in 60, excuse me, 62 games last year. He posted a 349 ERA. He pitched in 56 and two-thirds innings, gave up 49 hits, 22 earned runs, uh, 24 runs in total. Uh, Four of those were home runs. He walked 13, and he struck out 77. So again, just like with Lutke, Jimenez has a very good strikeout-to-walk ratio, and I love to see that, and he has... He had, you know, well over, you know, what am I trying to say? He he had a good gap between his strikeouts and his um, number of innings pitched. There was a very good gap right there. So it's good to see that the Braves picked up a good right-handed pitcher to help out in the bullpen. Um who can come in and get the strikeouts. I think he's going to fit in really good with the Braves. I think he will make it out of spring training onto the, excuse me, onto the opening day roster. I need to take a drink real quick. All right. Sorry about that. My mouth's getting a little dry from talking a lot. Okay. So Jimenez. Um, Yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to be a good addition to the Braves. <clears throat> of course, he was on the Tigers. Tigers have been struggling for the, you know, for the past several years. I honestly don't remember the last time the Tigers had a winning season and made it to the postseason. The last time I can remember Detroit um, being in the postseason was, I think, 2010, 2011. Um, I remember they played the Rangers, and the Rangers beat them to advance to the postseason, or not the postseason, to advance to the World Series. I think that was the last time Detroit was in the postseason. I could be wrong. Let me know. But yeah, good pickup for the Braves. That is 
the fourth guy that I think will make it onto the opening day roster. And then finally, we're going to head back to the position player. And that fifth guy that I think is going to make the ball club not only be a bench player, but I think he could be an opening day starter for the Braves. And that is Kevin Pillar. I think he could possibly be the Braves opening day left fielder. I mentioned a few minutes ago that left field is a concern for the Braves heading into 2023. And I think Pilar could be that guy to fill the role. Now, of course, we, oops, sorry, hit the microphone. Um, we have, we have Eddie Rosario, which he had a rough 2022. He was an incredible pickup at the deadline in 21. He was an all-star. He was the MVP. He was such a good pickup that helped us win the World Series. And, of course, we had very high expectations heading into 22. We thought Rosario was going to be that everyday left fielder. You know, he was going to go out there. He was going to put up big numbers. You know, he was going to, you know, he was going to put some baseballs into the chop house. You know, he was going to get the extra base hits. He was going to drive in the big runs when we needed him to. You know, he was a very good leadoff hitter for the Braves down the stretch in 21. Unfortunately, he just, he had, you know, he had an injury regarding his eye. Um, He had to have surgery on his eye in 22. And, you know, that he struggled, you know, at the beginning of the season, up, up to the time whenever he had to be gone to have the surgery and then he was out for for a little while um he came back and he he didn't do too bad he came back and he started to you know he he was hitting the ball and getting on base and you know we thought maybe he was gonna he was gonna have a good second half but he just didn't he never really, really got back to the to the postseason Eddie Rosario that we that we saw, and who knows he might he might come out in twenty three he might have the best season he's ever had. But again, <clears throat> I kind of got off topic there, kind of got off topic, but uh, we'll 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 get into that another time. Let's get back to Kevin Pillar. He's a really good defensive player. Um, I believe he was on the Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so he was on the Blue Jays for a time. Uh, he went to the Red Sox, played for the Giants. Um, looks like he played for the Rockies in 2020. And of course, he was with the the Mets in 21 played 124 games that year. And he had, let's see, he 
he trying to look at his stats real quick. He had 11 doubles that year, um, 15 homers, 47 runs driven in. So he didn't put up, you know, big numbers for the Mets. But whenever I think of Kevin Pillar, I think of his defense. He's a really good defensive player, especially in center field. But we have Michael Harris, the second, um, who, of course, he's been locked up for a multiple year deal. So we've got Acuna in right. We've got Harrison center. We just have to figure out that left fielder position. And again, I think Pilar can be that guy to, to be their opening day for left field. I think him and Rosario can definitely split the games out in left field. Um, of course, you also think about Pilar. <laughs> For me, at least, um, you think of Pilar um, when he got hit in the face when he was playing the Braves, um, and that was that was a tough scene. Tough scene, and he's, you know, he's a really good guy. I think you know, just seeing him in interviews, um, I think he has a really good presence about him. He's got a really good attitude, um, I think, on and off the field. Um, I, I was a really good pickup in the offseason. And, you know, I think he can definitely, I think he can definitely, you know, be a good offensive player as well. He's got a career average of 259. He's got 97 homers in his career, which is not, you know, it's not, you know, eye-popping. But... Um, wins above replacement for his career, 16.3, which I'm still kind of new to understanding wins above replacement. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just going to kind of summarize what I think wins above re replacement be uh, means. I think it means, you know, whenever they're in the lineup, you know, the team has a better chance of winning whenever that certain player is in the lineup. I could be totally wrong. Maybe I'm not understanding war. But if you guys understand it a little bit more, please let me know because I would love I would love to understand you know how to how to calculate wins above replacement. You know, I know it's a, it's a big stat, you know, I see, I see it a lot. So that's a good, I mean, that's a good career number to have, but you know, uh, one last thing, 2022, he only played four games with the Dodgers. Um, he didn't, didn't really do anything for Los Angeles. So, um, but I, I think that was mainly because he really had nowhere to fit in with with LA and I think he has a good chance to fit in with the Atlanta Braves again I think he he could have the possibility of being you know an everyday left fielder really good defense you know we have 
We have a really good defensive player in right field with Ronald. We have a very good center fielder in Michael Harris. Um, those three guys out there, I could totally see that being the the outfield for opening day. So, so again, Sean Murphy, Lucas, Lutke, Adani Echevarria, Joe Jimenez, and Kevin Pillar. Those are the five new guys that I think could have a big impact on the 2023 Atlanta Braves. I think they could make it to the opening day roster. But these are just predictions. So I I, I might have one or two of them right. I'm, I might get all five of them right. Who knows? But that's really just what I wanted to talk about here in episode two. Wanted to give my thoughts on some of the new acquisitions. Um, if you guys have any predictions of your own regarding the new signings and pickups, let me know. Let me know on Twitter. My Twitter handle is in the description of the of the episode. It's also in the description of the main podcast channel. So be sure to leave leave a rating. I would greatly appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. There it is it is currently on Spotify and Apple. So make sure to go find the podcast, subscribe to it, and make sure to come back every single week as we get closer to opening day 2023. That'll do it for me. My name's Ryan. And until next time, go Braves. <laughs>